Streamers, welcome to the Streaming Lab podcast. Jan here with my co-host Vinit. Each episode, we are having a look at the latest headlines and trends that are shaping streaming in Middle East, North Africa and India. This week, we are covering for streaming in MENA. What happened during the CTV Ad Days MENA last week? Odeo and Rotana Media Services collaborate for podcast monetization and Dubai TV as the new home for reality TV series Shark Tank. And for streaming in India, why Netflix and others may have a problem with the broadcasting bill in India and the release of the Indian version of Archies on Netflix. Hi, Vinit. How are you doing today? Hey, Jan. How are you? Great to be here. Happy to be on the cusp of uh, holiday season and, and taking a break, but we'll continue the work on Streaming Lab. But yeah, all good. Looking forward to the to the discussion. Let's start with the CTV Ad Days Mina that happened last week. Who is behind? Dataxis, that is uh, one of the major market intelligence companies worldwide specialized in media and entertainment. I think it's the fourth or fifth edition of the next TV series Mina. And today we'll focus on the second day. And what's great this year is that they did a partnership with uh, IAB Mina to organize the CTV Ad Days. It was a full day packed with uh, engaging live sessions, um, very good networking opportunities. But the focus was not only about uh, streaming and broadcasting. The objective was to create bridges between streaming and advertising. And we know that uh, those worlds are getting closer and closer, mainly because the new hybrid business models, fast models, ad-supported SVOD, AVOD. And um, even from me, from a personal point of view, it's very interesting to discover this advertising world. Mm, I started like a digging into it last year. You're used to advertising, but uh, uh, you don't come from this uh, specific world, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's something that all of us have had to adapt to. Yeah, exactly. It was the opportunity to connect with uh, publishers, brands, agencies, ad tech companies. And um, yeah, I learned a lot about CTV fast, AVOD, hybrid SVOD ad supported, addressable programmatic advertising in the MENA region. What I liked the most is to uh, go and talk to advertisers and agencies to better understand what, what they are looking for. So it feels like they, um, there is a need. They have brands requesting a CTV campaigns, but on the other hand, they are having difficulties to access the streaming uh, players. The streaming uh, universe in MENA is kind of complex. You have three different kinds of players, the local or homegrown players. You have the international services and then the global giants. Right now, the global giants are still in the region, mainly SVOD. Um, international players, uh, most of them are Indian, so they are used to hybrid models. And then the local players, or most of them are moving to uh, hybrid models, a mix of SVOD, AVOD, now fast. Uh, quickly, I would like to tell you about all the uh, panels that happened uh, during the day. So the first one was about TV and OTT advertising. How can brands target their, their consumers? Great discussion with uh, Hamad Malik, who is managing director at Starsplay. Hamid Davari, that you know, uh, Vinit also director at sales at OSN. Then my friend uh, Richard Fitzgerald, the founder and CEO of Augustus Media, you know, Love in Dubai and Smash It TV. 
presented um, a short summary of the IAB MENA CTV white paper. Another topic, live sports advertising in the era of streaming. Hamad uh, Malik was again uh, in this panel. We know that Stars Play uh, is focusing more and more on sports, especially with the Serie A. It's a mixed model for them. So if you want to watch Serie A and Stars Play, you need to subscribe. But then there is also advertising. So it's a kind of ad-supported SVOD. Another panelist was Freddy Farhat. Very uh, good to, to see also new faces you know, in this kind of panel. He's Sports Partnerships Director at Views. Do you know this uh, service, Vinit? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, a common friend, uh, Remy, is consulting there, I think. And it's the the vertical video mobile-first uh, platform, correct? Yes, and uh, it's uh, 360 videos. That's their main uh, user value, value proposition. Amazing what they do. It's uh, kind of a niche. So their focus is sports and influencers. And what he mentioned... And um, it was good to hear is that when they create an event, they gather the sports industry with an influencer, they have like millions of views. That's incredible. So well, you come from the sports industry, uh, but I'm sure you've heard that many influencers also come from the sports industry or they were influencer and then they decided to go to the sports industry, especially boxing. And, um, and this is where we see like huge, huge audience. Another um, topic, so our streaming video ads more effective than linear TVs. I'm not sure they found the answer of this question, but it was good, good to hear um, people from Publicis, NBC uh, Media Solutions, so MMS and L'Oréal. I'm not used to this kind of panelists, so I learned a lot. Um, another one about smart uh, TV manufacturers and the market opportunities in MENA. So um, Risha Fitzgerald was, was around. Same, people coming from the advertising world. So. Always good to hear from them. And the two last um, panels were about audience behavior with uh, someone from uh, Ipsos. That's the main company when it comes to uh, audience measurement in the regions. The discussion was mainly about um, social media, YouTube. So hopefully uh, next year they will uh, they will talk more about CTV uh, and, and streaming. That uh, is a total uh, totally different world. But um, when we say uh, education is important, I think it's also what we're trying to do with the streaming lab is to help them better understand why serving advertising on Shahid will be totally different than Stars Play and the other hybrid models. This region is very diverse uh, and it brings complexity also, but it brings, um, I think, an amazing opportunity for brands to target specific audiences, uh, but of course they have to know first where are these audiences and which service, and then they have to knock at the door and, uh, and find a way to serve ads on their services. The last panel of the day was harnessing the power of fast TV channel in MENA. So topic I like, as you know, new and old faces also. So Dr. Nasser from Rotana, then Maïs from uh, Wiyak. I didn't know her, so it was good to hear from, from her. Shula from Otea was around, of course, bringing a lot of expertise, not only from the region, but from also um, Latin America. And then a French guy, Arnaud Velac, he launched for his company a fast platform called Minaflix. I don't know if you heard about them. What they call fast is... I think they call it in the US like the B fast. You know, are, are you aware of the concept of BVOD? Yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, exactly. Broadcaster uh, video on demand. So basically, it's, uh, when a broadcaster 
decide to create their um, streaming service. Um, so we call it BVOD. It's uh, just a way to expand the reach, etc. And uh, BFAST is the same. So when a broadcaster decides to transform uh, their channels into fast, and Minaflix is exactly like this. So they take channels from the satellite and then bring them on their uh, streaming service or fast platform. So I th I think that was missing in the region. So yeah, I'll, I'll try to focus on them. Uh, next um, topic, Podeo and Rotana Media Services collaborate for podcast monetization. That's fun because we talked about a similar topic last week, right, Vinit? Yeah, the Spotify stuff, the Spotify audience uh, network. Interesting. This this space is heating, heating up, yeah. That's crazy, no? Honestly, uh, yeah, I'm still discovering uh, the power of uh, podcasting. So Podeo is a local uh, podcasting platform. And they just like decided to join forces with uh, MS. That's the um, media and advertising uh, arm of Rotana. So Podeo will bring um, thousands of creators and they will uh, benefit from the advertising capabilities of Rotana. What's interesting is that also the, the collaboration is also about distribution. So Rotana own already a lot of podcasts and they will distribute them through Podeo. So it's a definitely a win-win partnership. Do you know who is uh, one of the um, investors of Podeo? No. I mean, I know Podio, but I don't know. No, who's it? Our friend uh, Richard from uh, Ah, okay. Small world. Small world. Also, I think, uh, Jan, the whole Angami OSN stuff, right? Where audio and video is coming together. It's sort of, it's not the same, but, you know, it's it's... Uh, people are realizing the power of podcasting and how there's a significant audience that's listening to podcasts. And so it's a good way to target them with ads. You're, you're totally right. Like I almost forgot about this small merger <laughs> between OSN and Angami. But you're right. Like It's the same, the same universe. What's uh, booming also in France, they don't talk about podcasting, but they talk about audio TV series. And I don't know if you listen to... To one of them already that's amazing like the quality of the audio the story it's like watching a tv series but uh, only listening to it i'm convinced that this kind of entertainment will become much bigger than just podcasting one more um, point about podeo and this deal uh, it's good to know that podeo they signed also an exclusive agreement recently with uh, anovu you know the major in-flight entertainment service so podeo will provide arabic podcast content to in-flight passengers globally and Anuvu, you know, it used to be global legal, so they have all the big deals with uh, ICE and Emirates, Etihad, and like so many, so many. So now you can listen to podcasts during your flight. Last uh, topic of uh, the week for streaming Lina, Dubai TV has the new home for reality TV series Shark Tank. We mentioned it quickly last week when we were talking about Dubai Bling, right? You know what's the fun uh, story is that the producers of the company behind uh, Shark Tank uh, Dubai contacted me one year ago as they were following my profile online. And they were like, yeah, okay, an entrepreneur, a little bit different, like in the media industry, it's not that common. So would you be ready to participate to Shark Tank uh, Dubai? <laughs> nice. So that was Go fun. for it. Yeah, yeah no, but I, had a, um, I had a couple of calls with them, but then their objective is to localize the format. So they were looking for Arabic speakers. We can use AI 
Yeah. Are you familiar with Shark Tank? Um... Yeah, I love it. Been following it for many years. In fact, the Shark Tank India has really taken off. So it's made it's made uh, entrepreneurship and startups uh, the sexiest thing to do in India, at least. So uh, crazy the impact now of a TV a TV show on an industry. It sparked a cultural revolution. So you know, I'm looking forward to it coming here. The um, original um, TV show um, is coming from the UK. It's called the Dragons Den. And the concept is the same. It features entrepreneurs pitching to a panel of venture capitalists known as the Sharks for investment. I would not say that Dubai is the easiest uh, city uh, as an entrepreneur for many reasons, especially the cost of life here, but uh, it's changing. So I I'm sure in a few years and very soon it will become like a, a huge place when it comes to entrepreneurships. What do you think? Do you think it's already here or? still need to become a little bit more mature. You know, Yan, I think uh, it's pleasantly surprised me. Uh, I did not expect the level of action and the quality of startups and entrepreneurs when I first moved. So we started Meta Ventures Dubai to help uh, the startup community to uh, you know, either invest or help them raise capital or business development or at least one of the three. And we started networking with the VCs uh, in the region. And there's a lot of uh, good entrepreneurs, good quality companies uh, being made in the region, being built. Uh, and I think what's changed in the last two years, uh, at least you know from what I heard and also see on the ground, is that earlier the tech talent was not not here in the region; it was usually outsourced. But now, because of the you know the entrepreneurial ecosystem becoming more and more mature, and Dubai becoming a magnet for you know, different people who come in using freelance visas, et cetera. You have a lot of tech techies from Ukraine, Russia, India, Pakistan, uh, also uh, in the region. So I think it's uh, it's only going to grow. That's amazing. I'm a big fan of uh, Meta Ventures already because it comes from you, of course, but not only. I really feel that there is a need for these kind of companies with not only uh, investment capabilities, but also expertise. Good luck to you and uh, I'll keep following this part of your life also. Great. Um, let's move to Streaming India, starting with why Netflix and others may have a problem with the broadcasting bill in India. So what's this uh, broadcasting bill in India? Is it something new? Yeah, so last month, this year, the government introduced a new draft law to regulate the broadcasting sector in India. Now, it also includes uh, OTT platforms. So the bill proposes the formation of individual content evaluation committees with members from various social groups to review and approve shows before they're released, you know, uh, on streaming platforms. So <laughs> people, you know, all hell has broken loose. People are panicking. And I think the news media is underplaying the story, but just talking to people in the industry, on the ground in India, there's a lot of confusion as to what this might mean. The giants like Netflix, you know, Mukesh Ambani's uh, Geo, Viacom 18, the news on the street is that they've come together, all the big streamers, and they're going to push back to the government to say that, okay, you have to delay or revamp the bill because what this means is that any content before going live on the platform will have to be approved by the government. 
Uh, I mean, it's not the government of India directly, but it's people that they choose to be on those committees who will decide. I think it's a little bit of a dangerous territory. The whole idea of OTT is that, you know, there should be some self-regulation. I think people are mature and smart enough to know what's good for the public and what's not. But, you know, my view is that any government oversight, especially uh, online, is fraught with risk. Especially when you have such a diverse country like India, it's so fragmented. It's it's going to be an interesting uh, story to watch. That's crazy. I don't know who invented this uh, bill, but definitely not someone from the industry. So I can tell you it's impossible to implement this. Um, what I what I think is that they want to replicate the model that exists in the US, but uh, in the cinema industry. You know, like uh, to make sure that. Uh, you know exactly um, what age group can uh, can watch what movie, but the you know the beauty of uh, streaming services is that like you have a, you have different movies, TV series, you know maybe more niche coming from independent players. So when it comes to censorship, they are a little bit more open minded. I strongly believe that it should. Uh, it should stay this way. It's the responsibility of uh, all the players themselves to regulate themselves. So they usually they have teams in charge of censorship. They know what are the, um, the rules. They just have to make sure that they follow them. But if you involve the, the government and then who will check this, like it's, it's impossible to implement. Like And it will remove all the freedom that streaming can bring on the table. Yeah, exactly. You, you said it, you know, exactly right. I mean, you know, movies in every country goes through a censorship process, you know, on, on cinema and uh, on OTT, you, the whole idea of OTT is, is freedom of speech to a certain extent. So, you know, it's a, it's a very debatable and hotly contested topic, but obviously most of the, most of the country is saying that, Hey, this doesn't make sense. So it's a new drama in the streaming universe in India. So let's, let's see next week and uh, maybe next year. Yeah. Interesting thing to track. Second topic, the so it's a content topic, the Indian version of Archie's on Netflix. Yeah, so you know this is probably the story of the OTT space. I mean, not to you know demean the the rest of the web series that are coming out there. There's some great content, but in terms of the hype, I think the Archie's launch on Netflix it just went live uh, yesterday. You know, today's the eighth of December. It went live on Netflix on the seventh of December. And uh, hugely hyped TV movie, actually. I would categorize it as director streaming movie. Zoya Akhtar, who's one of the most famous uh, Bollywood directors up and coming. Not up and coming anymore, but, you know, with a decent quality of work. Um, she essentially decided to uh, take the Archie's story, the famous Archie's comic book characters, and then transplant them into an Indian setting in the 1960s. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And basically, uh, the the background is that the, the characters are all Anglo-Indians. So it's like the British have left India and, you know, some British have obviously stayed back and they've also married, uh, you know, local Indians and then their families have grown. And so it's, it's uh, the movie is actually in English. So some part is in Hindi, some part is in English, obviously subtitles, um, you know, the average age of the characters they show is, is you know, 
25, so youngsters. Uh, and then the the big news that people were looking forward to is there were three major debuts uh, that was that happened yesterday with Archies. So Agastya uh, Nanda, who's the grandson of Amitabh Bachchan, the biggest superstar uh, in India, his debut. Uh, Khushi Kapoor, who's um, Sri Devi, another massive film star, you know, actress. Um, so her daughter Khushi Kapoor was also debuting, and then there was uh, Suhana Khan, who's Shah Rukh Khan's daughter. So it's literally the the second generation of all these massive movie stars making a debut in a single movie. Uh, and it gets better, right? So they decide that, hey, we will not go to the theater. We won't do a theatrical release. We'll release this on Netflix. So, and I was like, what? Like, you know, are you going to take this, uh, such a big movie and not do theatrical? So it's just telling me that the the creators of content also such massive movies are warming up to OTT and, you know, people like Netflix and, and prime in India are just showing more and more deeper pockets to, to finance this, this revolution. So they're very interesting that, uh, you know, such a, such a high profile movie uh, actually debuts on, on Netflix. So it was almost like a first day for a show where, you know, I think Netflix, I'm sure saw, It'll be interesting to, to hear about the news as to what kind of traffic numbers they saw, what kind of subscriber uplift they saw thanks to just this massive movie coming on Netflix. Amazing. You remember a few weeks ago we were talking about Jawan and we were impressed that uh, it came on Netflix like a few weeks after the theatrical release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like for uh, the Archie, like uh, they decided to go directly to streaming. Yeah, exactly. So... It's uh, you know, it's a two and a half hour movie. I, my wife and I saw saw some of it yesterday, and then it got late. But you know, I think Agastya Agastya Nanda is he's a he's a superstar in the making. You know, Amitabh Bachchan's grandson, so someone to watch. I'll watch it this weekend. Thanks for the recommendation. So I was about to to ask you the question uh, of the week. Uh, what have you been streaming recently? Like, do what was your choice? Uh, the Arches, or you want to uh, mention uh, another one? So, Yan, you'll love this. It's not the Archies, but it's a really, really nice um, Christmas-friendly movie, a holiday spirit movie called Christmas as Usual. You have to watch it. It's about an Indian guy who goes to his Norwegian girlfriend's house in Norway for Christmas. And she has not told her family that he actually has proposed to her and she said yes and the whole setting starts in LA and then they go to uh, Norway and it's 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 a it's funny it is really funny uh and uh, it actually marks the debut of a comedian uh in India called Kanan Gill it's his first mainstream movie and he's actually just a, a stand up comedian yeah it's uh, it was hilarious What a watch. My wife is a big fan of Christmas movies, so I will definitely recommend this to her. Yeah, you should watch it. It's, it, it shows a nice interplay of culture also, you know, like Indian guy, Norway, two completely opposite. The good mix. Yeah. What about you, man? So mine this week is a kind of an old movie. I don't know if you are um, 
familiar with the Ghibli uh, studio. It's a Japanese studio. They've been uh, producing um, anime movies for the past uh, 30 years, I will say. And um, not only movies, but uh, they tell you and teach you a story in each uh, of, of their films. And I'm a big fan of Studio Ghibli and most of their movies. And I'm trying to introduce my wife to, to those ones. So the, yesterday we watched um, a movie, an anime movie called uh, Princess Mononoke. And um, I love it. Okay, I think last time I watched it was 10 years ago. And, and I think I enjoyed it uh, even, even more yesterday. So. It's the story of a young boy that finds himself in the middle of a war between the forest gods and um, a mining colony. It, it could be, you know, a very, uh, like an actual uh, uh, story and a COP28 is happening in, in Dubai. And so, yeah, the, the main story of Princess Mononoke is, uh, is kind of sustainability you know, between uh, nature and um, the in industrial revolution that was happening in Japan. So, um, yeah, I invite you to, to, to watch it. And if you don't know the Ghibli movies, I'll, uh, I'll make you a watch list because you have to. Nice. And this is on Netflix? Yes. They have all the catalog of Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the Streaming Lab podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Streaming Lab for more insights at www.thestreaminglab.com. Until next week. And don't forget, keep streaming. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.